Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 145 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. I'm not just saying that. It really is my favorite coffee. I drink it every morning, except for when I run out because I don't order enough and uh, I drink it too fast. So that does happen sometimes, but I got to say big shout out to Andrew for roasting me up some coffee and shipping it out to me this week. It was amazing. I uh, I don't know. I just don't know what I would do without it. It's my favorite coffee, and when I have to go back to the other coffees that I, I used to drink, I just don't like them as much. So if you want to try some Couchtown coffee, it's highly recommended. Go to www.couchtowncoffee.com. Find a coffee you like and make an order, and when you do, enter the code word AudibleFarm, and you can save 20% on your order. Thank you guys very much, and thank you, Couchtown. This episode, I'm sitting down with Nick Earhart. I've talked with Nick a couple times on the podcast. He's the bassist of Riddled with Class, and you know what? They're one of my favorite cover bands in the local area. They're very, very stout. They cover a, a pretty wide range of stuff from... Um, I would say like late 80s to the 2000s somewhere, anything from like alt rock to maybe some punk kind of stuff. Uh, You know, it's it's pretty much just if you like music and you're between the ages of like 25 and 45, they're going to play your songs. And that's just that's just how it is. That's how wide of a genre bridge they have. They pretty much play everything but country. And I, I wouldn't even put it past them to play a country tune, honestly. But we sit down and we talk about all sorts of things. Riddle with Class is gearing up for a lot of shows this summer. Uh, but just enough because everybody, everybody in the band is getting busy uh, with life stuff. But they're still packing some shows in there. Some pretty big shows, too. So check out this episode. Me and Nick sit down and talk about that and a bunch of other good stuff. So, yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, episode 145 with Nick Earhart. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. Today I'm sitting down with Nick Earhart. Nick. Uh, you came up actually on the last podcast I did. I did a podcast with Caleb Ferry. I don't know if you listened to that one yet. I did this morning, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caleb said some very undeserved and nice things about me. I don't know about that. <laughs> got a reputation to uphold. Can't be telling yeah. everybody how nice you are. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Caleb. And I feel the same way about that, dude. Like every time I see him, it's it's always awesome. I, I really like Caleb. Yeah. I mean, if I had to make a list of like all of the, let me see which one of these is my chair lock. I think it's that one. <laughs> there we go. But if I had to make a list of all like the good guys in music, you know, I could probably pull about. 10 people from the Fort Dodge area that I would put on some like Mount Rushmore of good guys. Sure. Like, there's that many of them up there. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons the music scene in Fort Dodge and the surrounding area is so much the way it is. There's like almost no drama. Everybody helps each other out. We all go to each other's shows if we can yeah. help promote one another. And I mean, you're no different. And pretty much everyone else in your band is no different. The Merritt yeah. brothers help everyone out at Remans. Levi, Levi came to Des Moines to see a show of mine when he was yep. on vacation with his family once. Yep. And I, I, was, know, I know. Yeah. And I was like, I, I talked about that once in the podcast, but I was just like, I know that guy. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so nice that you came out. And it just made me feel so good, you know, that like. Not that people don't come out to see a Three Finger Betty show, but it was just like, this is crazy. This guy's, yeah. this guy's from way up there where I'm from. Yep. What's he doing here? Oh, you know? And Levi, Levi's an awesome dude. And, he, and it's the same thing. Like, if I'm not playing, my poor wife gets drugged to so many shows. Oh, and yeah, I'll be yeah. like, hey, 
I haven't seen this band yet. We need to go an hour and a half away from our house somewhere, you know, and then, <laughs> and then maybe I have too much fun and then she has to drive me all the way home from an hour and a half away yeah. from our house or something, you know, but not yeah. To, not to mention she runs sound for you guys and riddle too. Yep. So, yep. She's kind of, so I kind of get us started and then she kind of takes over and, and, uh, she, you know, she, she's doing a good job of it. She has a hard time sometimes like narrowing down problems and stuff and, Luckily, uh, we're good friends with uh, Brad from the Blue Ribbon Ramblers, and uh, Brad Holfing will come in sometimes, and he'll mess with it. And the board, the way I got it set up, you just hit save and lightly tweak it from there for the next show. Yep. Yeah, Brad, international man of mystery. Yeah. He'll never be on the podcast, and that's his choice. But uh... Yeah, he. it's funny because... He might say he's shy. He is not shy at all. He just... I don't know. He just doesn't want to. It doesn't want to talk about himself, or you know. But That's, yeah. Also, if you talk to him about sound, he will say stuff to you that you're just like, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. But yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> this frequency, you know. And, uh, yeah, you build a shelf for this one, and then when you see, but the bigger rooms, what you got to do is it's it's like a geometric kind yeah. of a formula you got to, and it's like okay. And I'm like, bass go boom, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's but, my, yeah, just chug chug, you know. Yep. <laughs> but. Yeah, so I mean, that's one of the fun things I think about you guys in Riddled is the fact that it's uh it's very clandestine. It's just like you guys have it all worked out between all of you guys, and your sound person is like attached to the band in a sense, you know. Yeah. So you don't have to like hire out a sound person you know or although whatever. that's something we have really kind of talked about so if you're a sound guy listening <laughs> out there we uh we are kind of in the market for that um we've worked with some great um brad you know mark gales oh yeah mark gales uh mike wiedemann's run sound for us never on my setup i don't think um but yeah we, that's something we've really talked about as somebody who really understands that we've started getting some bigger shows and sometimes being the the bass player sound guy slash light tech <laughs> might be a little much for me to handle luckily i i don't really do anything crazy on the bass but it's still pretty hard to uh play a song and fix somebody's monitor or yeah. something you know yeah. but and lib does a good job especially with like monitors um but yeah we something we've kind of kicked around you know especially on like the bigger stuff you know but yeah, um, for anybody up in the Northern Iowa area looking for a sound guy, you mentioned two of probably the best. Oh, yeah, sure. Mike Wiedemann and Mark Gales. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been at shows and played on shows where those two guys have run sound, and it's phenomenal every time. Yep. Uh, another example of, uh, I was sitting there one time at a show, and I'm like, what's what's going on? One of these speakers is a little bit buzzy or something. And I just like turned around and looked at the soundboard, and the guy, he just stands up, and he's like, somebody's looking at me, and he like, Okay, and he like walked over yep. and pulled it all down and pulled it all apart. Went out to his car and hauled a whole nother fucking speaker. <laughs> oh, there's the already an F bomb. Pulled a whole nother speaker oh, column yeah. up there and, and plugged it in and had it all running. It's like that's awesome. That's really really cool. So, uh, you know, it's nice to know that those sound guys actually uh, they're not just somebody that's sitting back there turns a knob and says good enough. They're actually yep. proactive about it. You know, because there are those sound guys too. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, it it is. Um, a lot of the times we we can handle it, especially. I use a what's called a Soundcraft uh, UI24, so mm -hmm. it's a digital board. Uh, no, no need for a snake or anything. You just plug all your XLRs in right there, um, and you can kind of save. And then you run it with like a laptop or a tablet, um, and you can kind of save 
your presets and that's nice so you get an eq that works for everybody you know all the vocals sound a little dry it's got built-in like reverb you know and uh and chorus so you can notch them up a little bit and uh yeah it, it's nice that takes a lot of the pressure off of us but also to have like an active sound guy so like when greg or levi are going to go into a solo or something you know you get that little like the the boost you yep, know yep. and and i tried to I actually have gotten to play sound guy and not uh, done a gig a couple of times. Uh, both times it's been with Brutal Republic, actually. And, you know, we were talking about those guys. And, and that, that to me, I really enjoyed that, too. I learned a lot from sitting at a Brutal show with Brad, you know, and him showing me kind of this does this, this does that. And it's intimidating at first, but everything's right there, you know, and... I just don't get too crazy with it. But yeah. yeah. Some of that I think is like the game when it comes down to like running sound though too. Like the more nuts you get with it, the the more things start to mess up. Yeah. I, mean, yep. I mean, I've noticed if you just, if you get like a regular console mixer and you just set everything at noon, like yep. what I call flat, you know? Yep. So there's, there's no, nothing taken away, nothing added in as far as, you know, high mids or lows or anything like that. You just set the gain about as good as it needs to be. You set the levels about as good as they need to be and you just use the main volume to yep crank or push it out to the speakers and stuff so like that's not too bad but like once you start being like well we need to take some of this out of here and some of that out of there and then you're like mine my, my guitar i can't hear my guitar in the monitors so it's like well i can make it louder or i can adjust the eqs or i can you know you start like i don't know what to do here so yeah it's and yeah i think like for anybody that's just looking to put out an okay sound in front of everybody if you don't mess with it a whole lot, you're probably best off. Get it set where it needs to be, just roll with it. Yep. But if you have, like, that active sound guy who actually knows what the hell he's doing, you know, and it, it can be all the difference in the world. Um, and that's something I think we probably will be working towards at some point, you know, yeah. at least for some of, like, the bigger outdoor shows and stuff that we're doing. Yeah. it's It can be a lot of work, and I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've run sound at a couple places, and, and like you said, it's kind of wild when you're just like, oh, this person's hitting a solo, I need to boost it a little bit or whatever, you know? Yep. And I mean, I've played some shows where uh, I've, I haven't had to worry about it too much, but like I usually put like a volume boost of some sort in my chain, so that way if I'm playing and there's no sound guy and it's all just straight amp out into the crowd, it's like, well, at least I can volume boost this way, but then... Sure. That's not necessarily preferred if you got a sound guy because he sets up all the the levels and then once you crank up the volume yeah. a little bit on like a solo it just starts burr, you know like feedback yep. on the speakers and stuff so oh, and feedback is a nightmare. Luckily, uh, actually, as of just recently, uh, Riddled Live is uh, all in ears, which is pretty much uh, eliminated feedback. You know? Oh yeah, it's almost always a freaking wedge. You know that's feeding back into some microphone, but yep, we. Uh, the f and Levi actually is all digital. He's not running an actual amp anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first show, that, that was pretty hard on, on me. Um, because, like, it always felt like if I didn't, if I lost a step somewhere along the way, I'd, I'd have Levi and Jake in my ears at least, you know, like, just over here. And I was always running with one monitor in, one monitor out, you know. Because you run both those. And, and actually, it turns out I just didn't have the right... Uh, earbuds for everything it just they didn't work for me and uh yeah so levi's running uh is it a helix yeah line, like line six i think right pretty sure yep yep and uh 
just straight into the board. And I tell you what, mixing a guitar off something like that is easy. Oh, you know? yeah, I bet. I mean, you get a clean, unadulterated signal right out of that. And it's got all the effects he wants to put on. I mean, that thing's crazy, all the stuff. There's buttons and knobs. and But uh, I asked him to, and then he was running that and then an XLR out into a wedge. And that was kind of nice, so I could still hear the guitar if I had one earbud out. But, yeah, I don't. I just talked a whole lot about gear stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's another thing, though, too, with, like, some of us musicians. We could just sit down and talk gear all day long, you know. Oh, or yeah. Because like, there's, there's, there's more than one way to do all this stuff. I mean, uh, I've played shows where it's just, like, uh, me and Clint are playing, and he, and he plugs into just, like, one main, yep. and, and that's it. And some people run two mains, and some go two mains with a monitor. And, uh, you know, you could really start getting crazier. You know, some people mic everything up. Some people sure. don't, you know, and... Um, I mean, we've done it multiple different ways with Jesse uh, when I play with him because it's like, well, we can do it this way or this way or we can do this. And the board's only so big, so we can't do all of these extra things if we wanted to. But, sure, you know, like uh, one of the fun tricks was like one time we were playing with Owen and he brought like a little tiny bass amp. And it was like, this isn't going to be loud enough to push everything. So let's pirate the headphone out on the on the yep. on the amp and then send that into the mixer. And then we can run you through the, the mains. And it was like, yep. this actually sounds pretty good, you know. So, oh, yeah, it, I mean. Yeah, long are, long gone are the days where you have to, you know, carry your eight ten fridge out to places. But <laughs> yeah. it still is awesome. I like it. some at our bigger shows. I still run a four ten and a single fifteen bottom and a thousand thousand. I know how you like your PV stuff. Yep. <laughs> Actually, it, it's uh, Brad Hofing's old uh, PV Mini Mega. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a cool little amp. Really, they are, they are nice. You know, um, I mean, I always said PV was like the best bang for the buck as far sure. as you know any sort of gears stuff but i have i'm so whatever whatever i like pv stuff yeah. so i'm one of their aficionados i should quit telling people that and then just see if i can get paid by them to, to, yeah. to <laughs> hey pv pay me <laughs> uh i have actually sent them a message one time about trying to get a sponsorship deal and they didn't get you know didn't respond to me so sure. whatever you know sure. <laughs> I get thanks it. a lot yeah <laughs> um but it's not unheard of you know I've ha i do know people that play in like local ish bands that have some sort of a sponsored sure. contract with them you know so it's sure uh, and whether that you know is really you're actually getting i don't know if some of these people are getting stuff for free or just getting large discounts on the on the on the gear and and we've we've run uh like a pv triflex for mains mm -hmm. a lot just recently actually i, I we switched to some a, a pretty really nice uh electro voice setup actually nice. for for outdoor gigs bigger gigs and Actually, I've kind of tried to wedge them into smaller places too, but I think I think we're running like forty five hundred watts out of them. <laughs> yeah, so that might be a little bit of an overkill for you know a small town bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that uh, when I was playing with, or when I play with Jesse, he's got some some EV uh, speakers. They're crisp, crystal oh, yeah. clear. It's nice stuff. It's uh, it honestly is. Yeah. It is, and the, the amount I, I'm I'm very. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like to play an active bass because there's too many knobs on it. You know, like yeah, yeah. I'm pretty set in stone on what I like out of like my instrument. And the thing about Fender is, I, I crank the volume all the way up, and then I find some sweet spot in the tone knob, and and I'm good to go for the night. You know, yeah. and 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 the the EVs, there's a lot more adjustment you can do and changes and stuff. 
And it, there's something to be said, though. I mean, if you look at the value of those EVs and what they're for, and then you look at, like, the Triflex, though, and how simple that is, and you drop it on the ground, and you just you get your subset at this, and you turn your volume to this, and you're done. You yep. know, and it, there's so many ways to skin a cat, if you will, you know, just in... Some of them are, sometimes you need more adjustability than that, but I don't know. There's a lot of nice, op the nice thing about those is they fold up to like the size of a guitar cab yep. and then you throw it in the trailer and strap it down and go to the next town, you know, and I don't know. But. The uh, the new PV Triflexes, do those like combine down into one unit? Because I, I did see. Kind some, of, yep. I saw so the two satellites sit on top of the, of the sub. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I saw in a, like a PV forum, you know, go me PV forum, like who does that? But, uh, I was in a PV forum and I saw that, uh, somebody was just like, I bought this PA unit from the eighties. What is it? And I was just like, that's a vintage triflex. Yeah, you sent it to me yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The two satellite units just slide right in the airports of the sub. And yeah. I saw that. That's cool. Uh, that's what I, th I was just like, that's pretty neat. You know? Um, and you know, once again, those are great for. You know, anything from like a small to a, oh, a medium-sized venue. Sure. But if we you... ran two triflexes for a little while on like oh, our dang. bigger stuff. Dang. And I mean, that was that worked great. Um, I mean, obviously, I I like the EVs better. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that uh, this weekend we're at a real at a real small place, and this probably will air after this week, this coming weekend. Actually, it definitely yeah. will. Um, yeah, uh, so let's see here. What, uh, Lakeview. Yep. Yeah. So we're at the bar in Lakeview and I, you, you were at the bar in Lakeview yep. last Saturday. How did that show go? <laughs> I think it was probably awesome. It man. was amazing. I, it yep. was amazing. I couldn't make it, but I, uh, I heard from everyone that it was a great show. <laughs> yeah. We ran that triflex, you know, for the first time in a little while. <laughs> Through the um, magic of editing. <laughs> yeah. But you do have a lot of shows coming up. I uh, I was at a Matt Woods show here in Humboldt. He was playing some guitar for like the 50th anniversary of the KHBT radio station yep. here in town. So I, I swung down to that and I was like, oh, heck, you know, Nick Nick and Riddled with Class are just like half a block away. So I, I ducked out after uh, catching most of PK Mayo's set, which, by the way, he was good. He's from Minnesota, um, blues guitarist. And so I was like, ah, let's swing down here and watch this. So me and Vince Beneshek, my buddy um, that I met at Iowa Central, we swung down there and watched some of your set too. And, uh, you know, I, was, I think that was one of the first shows that um, Levi was running fully digital. Yeah. Because um, I remember he was kind of incorporating the digital into his live sound for yep. a while. And then, yep. he, then he just completely deleted amps altogether, yep. you know, which – I don't hate, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are purists that are just like, that's not the way to do it. That does, you know, tubes are the best and dirk and dirk oh, yeah. and dirk. And, oh, yeah. You know. Well, but, and Levi was one of those people, you yeah. know. And, and the thing about tubes is, yeah, it. if you could replicate, I think I said replicate, but if you could replicate the tube sound the way they say you can in some of these, like, little digital amps and, you know, if it actually sounded like an old tube amp, everybody in the world would do that. Uh, yeah, e every single person yeah. would do that. I, what You don't want to pay twice as much for something that weighs three times as much, and if you bump it the wrong way, it might not work. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there, there is something to be said about like that old vintage <laughs> stuff. It's It just... The, and I'm not even a guitar player, but like the breakup out of it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the digital is getting closer, you know? It's, yeah. 
I mean, like every five years, if you benchmarked it, it like doubles in how sure. close it's getting. So, and I think more and more, like even of the pros are using straight digital setups, you know. And if you really look at some of these, you know, you're watching, uh, I don't know, the the Red Hot Chili Peppers play in somewhere in Spain or something like that. A lot of that stuff behind them is just behind them because it looks cool. Yeah. You know, like I've seen actual like cardboard cutouts of of like cabs and you know and stuff and and you know like uh i don't know if you went to celebration when they had zz top and Uh, i did not actually they're running there's like 27 freaking amps behind each guy like (laughs) no man they're not really doing that stuff anymore you know but it the digital stuff's getting better and then people who know what they're doing getting it out to your ears you know it used to be like your bass cab was what so you had to have one big enough to play a stadium, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And now nobody does that. No, so. no. I mean, that was like one of the things I always thought was funny. Like, uh, like Vino's been using like a one by twelve like combo Ampeg. Yep. I think yep. for like ever. He played my rig actually at Donkey Days, and that's the best that damn thing's ever sounded. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he's a hell of a bass player, man. Yeah. He's a hell of a musician. I, I sort of feel like some of these guys you can't really pigeonhole by saying oh he's he's a hell of a bass player no that dude's just a musician you know and he's fantastic but yeah i almost feel bad letting the secret out about some of those guys because it's just like man it's only a matter of time before they're off to bigger and better things you know and uh he's definitely one of those guys you know well and he's been there though too you know i mean I, i i think he i talked to him usually when i'm talking to vino there's a few beers involved and stuff and uh God, I think he wasn't he in Nashville for a while, and yeah. yeah, so he's done a lot of different stuff, you know. And we're lucky to have him in this area. That band, we we just did Donkey Days with them, and man, they were awesome, you know. And I still, I and I was talking, to, I I think I said it to Jeremy like eight times that night that they should have been after us. But it's as hot as that day was. I'm so glad they were before us. <laughs> also, that band looks way better without shirts on than my <laughs> band does. So. I do recall seeing a picture of that, and then I don't think any of them had shirts on. But uh, you know, yep. like like you said, I don't know if I'll be caught dead at a show without a shirt on. Nope, not me. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just the way it is. But <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna look cool because I like cake and food way too much you know like there's, <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah i agree yeah yeah if i took my shirt off there might still be like cake and food on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and like honestly like is like the rest of my arms get pretty tan this time of year and stuff and then it's like liquid paper the rest of me so yeah it it doesn't it's not it's not a good look yeah i uh i wore a sleeveless shirt to go watch somebody play not too long ago and somebody's just like you need to uh, tan that up a bit and it was just like i i was outside for like four hours with a shirt on and now i'm ruined for the rest of the summer (laughs) it's never gonna look even ever again i didn't base this out the right way you know (laughs) yeah you almost need to burn at the beginning of the year and just then you're golden the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Um so how was that Donkey Days show? It was pretty packed. I know Donkey yeah. Days is a, usually a full full event. Oh yeah. I have many uh good memories over the years of uh Donkey Days actually. Uh one of my best friends growing up was from Renwick and we'd go and play uh was it sand volleyball and start at oh, like yeah. eight in the morning with uh some cold keystone lights, you know. And, <laughs> Didn't celebrate it that way this year, but I was there at like nine in the morning setting up and uh, it went awesome. Brutal killed it. Um, we went up, had a great crowd. 
had a good time. Um, Josh Lippold and the fire department over there set it up and want to thank them again for having us. And uh, love to go back again sometime. I'm sure we'll get a chance. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. And then I I saw people I hadn't seen in a long time. I hadn't been there for years. You know, it always. Josh and I tried to get together on this like three or four years. It's been a while and uh, just never could work it out. Obviously, that point in the year, if you're in a band, is when things started getting busy, you know, early uh, yeah. summer. And yeah. and yeah, but I was I was glad we got to do it this year. So Did you play late enough to, uh, <laughs> you were outside on like a stage. Did you play late enough to end up using some lights or anything like that? Yep, or, we yeah, we went on at nine, okay. which I think when like Brutal went on, it was probably like 93 or 94 degrees. Woo. And it was, it was a calm 84 degrees when we started. <laughs> so I want to thank you again for that, Jeremy. And I really appreciate that. Oh, but, man. He looks super cool with that giant beard, but I don't envy him playing out in the heat with no. that thing. And oh. it was his birthday, you know. And so oh, man. I tried to get it impromptu uh, singing of uh, happy birthday to him, but it, it did not work out for me. Uh, much, and I, I want to apologize again for that, Jeremy. I know how badly you wanted that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, that's Jeremy in a nutshell. He, yep. he wants everybody to sing happy. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, yeah, I, don't, I think he was kind of pissed at me at first. So yeah. I was like, shut up, Nick. But. Yeah, he's definitely a modest guy. Yeah. You know? If you went up and fanboyed to him, he'd just be like, Bleh. Yeah, Bleh. go go away. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked about that. You know, he's another one of those, the good guys in yep. music around yep. here, you know. Um, uh, you're, you, obviously, we talked about that, but... Look, you know, Jeremy, you know, he's just, he's, he's another really talented guy that doesn't use his talent to be like, I'm better than you or whatever. Well, and I think that's most of the guys in our area. I mean, if you look at like, even not to, I, I get to be in a band with these guys. I'm not bragging up my band here. I'll, I don't think we suck, but, uh, like Greg and Jake Merritt, you know, they're fantastic musicians. I mean, Jake, believe it or not, is a hell of a guitar player. Oh, um, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. But he's, like, he knows so much. And he'll be like, yeah, that's the blow. And he, he'll sit there, and, and Greg will be like, there's this weird chord in this one song. And Jake will be like, that's this, you know? And just like, that's it's crazy to me. I have no <laughs> idea. So you guys want me to play, like, on the seventh fret of the A string? Like, is, that, is that what you want? Yeah. And, and like... And you, and like, turn you around, get, like, aren't you supposed to be the drummer? You're not supposed to be telling yeah. me that we're playing, like, a diminished ninth chord or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like. Well, and then Levi in the band, you know, I mean, the nicest dude, super quiet. He's actually kind of a shy guy, you know, I mean, until you put a guitar around his neck. And then it's not... and. I mean, I feel like you could say that you start talking about other bands, you know, like uh, all the guys at Brutal or, you know, Clint. Yep. If Honestly, like, if you can't have a conversation with Clint, Riedel, I you must be deaf or mute, you know? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. I, I, so I, sold, I, I sell cards, um, kind of still. Um, and uh, there's a guy I was selling a car to, and he's like, do you know this Clint Riedel? And I was like, very well you know and mm -hmm. he's like he's gonna have my 90 year old dad come out to the to the uh the junkyard on a tuesday night and play spoons with him yep yep he did show up yep, it, it, ken skinner you know yep. and he's a big music fan around here too but and that's that's that dude and i feel like you could go on down the line you know and all these guys the, the best friends i have made as an adult i mean not all of my friends are musicians but some most of my best friends as an adult are musicians. Yeah. 
because they're, I don't know, we've all sucked really bad at one time, you know, or something, you know, had a really bad night. We, we understand all those things about each other, I guess, you know, and then honestly, we're just doing this stuff for fun. Some of us are doing it for a living, but you're not doing this for a living unless you thought it was fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of blood blisters behind, you know, closed doors and basements before you, you, you can go out and score 400 bucks from somebody for playing some songs for a night, you know? And yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean the, the music scene around here, all the people are, and have I met some people that, maybe weren't as supportive or, you know, like almost a lot of times though, I feel like that comes from jealousy of it, you know, or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and that's such a weird thing. Cause like when I grew up, I was talking about this in the last podcast. I was like, man, I'm so good at the guitar. And then I like the more I went and watched other people oh, play sure. live, I was just like, man, I suck at guitar. And that like, it didn't turn into jealousy for me. It turned into like, this weird sort of like I suck plus envy. Yeah. And how do I get to where they're at? You know, and I, yeah. I still would not put myself on the same shelf as like your Jeremy Obers and stuff. But, yeah. But I can see myself slowly creeping towards their skill level. But I still I'm always just like, man, this sucks. I'm you know, I, I suck at guitar. But it's like I must not suck if people are inviting me to play with them at shows, though. So there's sure. this weird, like, double-edged sword I'm like dealing with and fighting with, and I feel like a lot of people have that same. Oh yeah, kind of no, I, I mean, last weekend, Lib and I drove to Odebolt, um to go watch. Uh, Greg and Jake are playing in a band with uh, Neil Anders, who's holy cow, Neil's a fantastic musician, and we were talking about songwriters before this, and great songwriter, you know, and. Uh, Neil's album, I think it was his first album. If it, if it wasn't, I'm sorry, I missed that. But it, that album was awesome, front it, to back. Yeah, if it's the one that's on Spotify. Yep, the one with like the the blue background <coughs> and the face, you know. And yeah, um, I mean that's it has like a Beatles flavor to it. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, I said that to him, and he kind of looked at me surprised, and I was like, "What? What were you going for, man?" Because <laughs> that's exactly where it felt for me. It had like very much like a a Beatlesque, you know, feel to at least the first few tracks, you know. And yeah, and the crazy thing about that is, I'm I'm fairly certain he does everything on the recording. Yeah. Like I think he's playing all of the instrument, well, including all of the horns. And I think he's I, playing yeah. But all I think the- Greg and Jake did some uh, bass and drum work. But all right, so we go check them out in their new band, and they have another guy, and I, I feel bad. I uh, I can't remember what his name was, but playing with him, he's playing keys and some guitar. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Greg play bass, and Greg plays guitar in my band, and I'm like, man, I suck at playing bass, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I I mean, I can hold it down pretty steady, you know. And when when you're playing with Levi and Greg in a band, sometimes you don't need to be, you know, flea on the. Although I do get to do a couple, of, well, just one now, Chili Peppers tune and yeah. stuff. But it, I mean, we all have our roles, and I think. What one person might think is awesome, another person doesn't, you know, and stuff like that. But but then I, I fear, like, these child prodigies like Owen, you know, yeah. who's, who's, what, 15? Yeah, six, 16, I think. Is he yeah. 16 already? Yeah. So I, Owen's grandpa and I worked together for five years, five-plus years. And 
And I've listened to his grandpa talk about him playing for, you know, the whole time. And I don't think it's been that long. No. The kid just gets it. He just gets it. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, damn it, I wish I just got it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's really funny. Like, I did an episode with Owen not too long ago. Uh, he came over, and we were going to work on one of his bass guitars. He's like, well, I want to do some mods to it. And we set it up to do some mods and then realized we didn't have all the right parts. So we had to... You know, back up 10 and punt on that. But then I was like, well, let's do a podcast instead. So we sat down and did a podcast and come to find out that, like, most of his stuff, like you said, it's all in his head. Yeah. He doesn't, like, he can't, really, <clears throat> I mean, he can look at a guitar neck and be like, all right, we're doing this. But he just listens for, like, a second. And then he's like, all right, here we go. And, like, and I'm envious with, of stuff like that. <laughs> blows my mind. I've I'm, I'm always been, I mean, over the years, have I got better at, like, figuring out what's going on on the fly? Absolutely. But I'm still the guy that, like, hey, we should learn this song. And then I'll sit at home and figure it out, you mm -hmm. know, and then come to practice. I am I'm not that great a musician, but I'm incredibly pre prepared most of the time. Uh, I feel like that is um, maybe, like, 75% of the battle, honestly. Sure. You it, know? Well, I'm the kind of guy, too, I, that, you know, I, I'll have two bases for a show. And then another set of strings sitting there. And then, you know, like 20 extra XLRs, you know, just in case 20 XLRs <laughs> shit the bed in one night, you I'm know, the, like. I'm the same way. I don't know. Like, I'm just. I uh, was recently cleaning out my cable bag and I was like, why do I have six quarter inch cables yeah. that are extra aside from what I need? We're never like I could. Everyone else could just cut their XLRs in half or their quarter inches in half and I'd have enough to replace yeah. all of them. Well, and if you're ever in a band with Levi Drew, the guy never brings a fucking quarter inch cable anyway. But, <laughs> and I F-bombed on purpose. But like, it, and that's just it, though, too. It's like I feel like that's kind of my role in my band, you know, and yeah. like. And, like, I'm the guy, too, that tells everybody, hey, we're going to set up at 6 o'clock and I get there at 5. You know? Yep. and Because I, I, I kind of like setting it up. I kind of like laying everything out. And then, I don't know. I And then I probably flake out at, at Teardown more than anybody else. But, <laughs> like, it, I don't know. I feel like there are... I'm, the thing I can bring to a band is being steady and being prepared. You know, where... The rest of the dudes in my band are just incredible musicians, and I just kind of just try to back up what they're doing, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know how the hell we got here, but I don't know. Either. <laughs> but I, but seriously, I feel like that you're bringing up a good point with like being prepared. Um, I talked about it in a previous podcast too, but like I tried out for a metal band, and they were like, "Here's our catalog. Learn what you can, and then show up on this day." And I showed up, and they're like, "All right, what songs did you learn?" And I was like, "All of them." And yeah, like, and they're like, "All of them." I'm like. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't know which ones you wanted to play or which ones you you guys are tight with or what. So I just learned them all, and they're like, "This is insane." And I'm like, "You got, you know, yeah. why why would I show up and be like, I learned half of two songs and then like yeah. a, a third of this one?" And like, I know the bridge part in this one. <laughs> yeah, no like, kidding. Let's just play the bridge of this over yeah. and over. Again. No, like uh, go 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 to a part. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that down. Uh, but there's also like no more crippling feeling than showing up to a gig and being like, "Oh my God, we're not prepared for this." Yeah. Like, oh no, and I've been there, and 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 I'm. Me too. <laughs> I don't even want to. So like in the history of Riddled, um, it started off me and some friends from here in town, and being prepared and being super tight and 
great musicianship wasn't really necessarily the number one goal, you know? Yeah, I mean... To an extent, you guys were kind of. I remember that though. You guys were kind of a party band on the sure. lo- on the local scene, you know. Yep. Very local for and, the most part. Yeah, and it worked well for what you were doing, though. Honestly, sure. yeah, no, I, we did it. We did great with that. And then there's been over the years, there's been some turning points, I guess, you know. And Levi joining the band was us was a kind of a call, like, oh, we we better bring it, you know. We better we better get because he he. You know, he brought a lot of the stuff I thought we were missing, you know. And then, or, you know, people, things change and people come and go. And then Greg and Jake, and I I think, I look back, and if you dig through our Facebook, there's videos before, you know, and then there's there's videos now. And I'm incredibly proud of where we've come, you know. Mm -hmm. And even just my growth in the band, I guess, just by playing with those people, you know, and they're... They definitely challenge me, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't, I don't think there's any, you need to learn this song, you bitch, you know, <laughs> like, or anything <laughs> like that. No, and that's true, though. Like, you yep. get around good musicians and they kind of up your game a little bit, you know. Um, Nobody wants to be the sucky guy, you know. No, and, no but it's also beneficial to be, yep. like, the worst musician in the band, oh, too. Yeah. Cause oh, like, yeah. I can learn from everybody, you know. Yep. And, well, if I mess up, I just look at Jake like it's his fault anyway. <laughs> it works. But just don't make eye contact with anyone. And there'll be times I'll mess up and I'll look over and Levi's got his arm up in the air pointing at me and like yeah, <laughs> you're a dick yeah. <laughs> calling you out yeah. that's hilarious it's, and that's it too though we yeah we are we're good and tight i think you know and but we're still having fun we're still giving each other crap the whole mm-hmm. time you know and and yeah i don't know that that's the fun part is when somebody messes up if you can laugh at them and I've heard you talk about. I listen to this podcast pretty regularly, not as regularly as I used to, just because my uh, my work schedule has gotten a lot a uh, lot more full, I guess. Yes, but yeah. uh, you know, we always talk about like being able to laugh at your mistakes, and then you know who really notices you know that's true Only, i mean there's glaring ones sometimes uh, def- but. definitely definitely um but it's usually only like if there's somebody in the crowd it's usually only another musician and most more often than not they've been in your shoes before yep. so they're not oh, gonna, yeah they're not gonna be like yeah, i but, went and saw riddle they're all right but nick sucks yeah you know? yeah there was one song they played in a four-hour set and he'd screwed up three notes in a row, and now they're <laughs> there's trash. Way more than that, yeah, or whatever but, you know. But like, <laughs> yep. Oh no, there's always way more than that. But like, it, it's funny with that show you were talking about at the Poor House. Um, was the first show we were all in here. Oh yeah. And uh, and Levi uh, wasn't running like basically an extension cab out of his thing. And so, like, I I got, like, some sort of feedback in my in-ear. Like, it cut out, and I don't know if the batteries were low or what, but I completely lost where we were, mm-hmm. like, two or three times. And I come out to take a break, and, and my little sister, Tasha, 
She's like, you fucked up like three times on that. And she's laughing at me. I'm like, boy, I really messed up if Tasha notices. <laughs> but also put a, you know, nothing against Tasha, but put a bass in her hands and yeah. see how she does. Yeah, too. you go up there and play Tosh. Yeah. Just quit I, being mean to me. <laughs> I, it took me a long time to realize that. Like when I first, like I said, when I first started, I was like, I'm so good. And then people would give you crap. And it's like, well, you get up here and do this. Yeah. And then there was a tipping point where it's like, no, I am a trash guitarist. I need to learn how to do this better. Sure. And then it was just like, now. I can't go up to people and be like, you do it better because the only people I hang out with are other musicians who are so much better than me. And I'm like, well, they could come up here and do yeah. it better. So I'm not going to tell Jeremy Ober, like, you get up here and do it better. But Jeremy's never going to talk shit either. So. No, no. Um, and it's, I mean, I mean, we put all this pressure on ourselves and it's 100% undue pressure 99.9% .9 of the time. You yeah. know, like, I just did my Sex Panther reference there. You know, 60% of the time, it works every time. But <laughs> we, we, we're we hard on ourselves, and, and that, but that's how you get better, too, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, because if you were just like, you know, if you got up and you grabbed a bass and you learned how to play, shit, I don't know, something with like two notes in it, the whole song, and then you're like, this is it, look out, Les Claypool, this world yeah. is mine, you know? You're playing like What I Got by Sublime yeah. or something. Oh, you know? that damn song, I never want to play that song again, but it, it goes over well, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it does, I yeah. mean, um, well, let's let's change the gears here, because you brought up a good point, sure. like, uh, that's another song where I'm just like, meh, you know, and one of my favorite parts in there is they like, there's a lyric in the song where they pretty much just be like, this guitarist can rip, Yeah, check it out. And then the solo in the like the recording is like not anything over the top. Yeah, um, it's not like a crappy solo, but it's not necessarily anything that's like, oh, this is amazing or yeah. whatever. And so I saw a meme online the other day where they were like, people you know rip on the guitar solo for what I got, and then they go play live, and you're just like, wait, why are you even ripping on this guitar yeah. solo in the first place or yeah. whatever, you know? But I've heard people do it like just. Like saying it out loud, or you know, singing it—that'd <laughs> be awesome. Like, bro. yeah, um, that's a band I love, and like their bass player is good. Their drummer is really good. Um, actually, they were all pretty good. Yes, um, they were. But yeah, some of like some of like the mainstream Sublime stuff, and people are oh, I love Sublime. I, I, here's my come. Here comes my name three songs thing. You know, yep. but like if you listen to some of like. Bradley's like acoustic stuff and stuff like it's such cool music, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I don't I don't really anymore. I go through so many like phases of that stuff, but yeah, that what I got, I could literally go the rest of my life without doing it. But it always goes over like gangbusters, always. And I mean always. And it's such a simple song to play. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably one of the reasons why we like you and I probably think it's quote unquote boring or whatever. Yeah. But like. But like you said, there's there's old ladies with with yeah. you know, pink hats in the crowd that are that's singing the, along to it. That's it, a sublime song that your mom knows. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not smoke two joints or you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's nothing insane. Yeah, it, or but uh, I, when we play it, I actually use a wah. Oh, nice. And it's kind of fun. And I just do like a little little hammer on pull off thing on the to go from. There's two very prominent chords there, and they are D. And G. Yes, yes. <laughs> and once you got that, 
you're okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yep. But so if there's any beginners looking for an easy song to pick out, yep, that that'd be one of them, and you're gonna kill with it. But uh, being in a cover band, like that's something new-ish to me. So like most most of what I've done uh, as far as playing music is not doing covers. Sure. I did the quote unquote stockyard for a while, and that's something that just kind of fell by the wayside um, after we played a couple shows, but. Um, as far as covering music, like that was one where it's just like we're gonna cover songs that people don't normally cover. Like we're gonna cover like uh like Ted Nugent's third single off yep. this album. Yeah, and people are yeah. like, What? Or it's like we're gonna I didn't know that song before that actually. Oh man, Stormtrooping. I did stuff. I did not know that one. But uh like what was another one? We played like uh uh Gots to Get Paid yeah. by ZZ Top, yep. which was like their two thousand three single off that album. Well, you know, all the two thousand three ZZ Top songs were bangers, you know. And just, <laughs> it's a cool song. It's just I I didn't know that one before that yeah. either. So yeah. we so we played a bunch of goofy like songs that people might not know. Sure we threw in your voodoo child yep. and your whatever, but like there's definitely songs I've learned while playing with Jesse that it's like I'd be okay never hearing this song again. Um, not even just not playing it. It's just like, I could prefer not even hearing this song, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't want to call out too many songs. Uh, I mean, like, What I Got, not my preferred cup of tea anymore. Sure. Even just to hear it live, it's just like, brr, you know, like, cool or whatever. But, and I'm like I said, I'm not going to point out too many songs because I don't want to put any bands on blast or whatever. Let's but, do it. Let's just start naming names. <laughs> no. No. Um, I mean, I could I can name one song that almost every band has played at one point in time, but like I said, I'm I'm I don't really don't want to like put anyone on blast. I'll say it just for the sake of saying it. But like, this is the only one I'm going to name. Cumbersome. Yep. I, could, I could probably go the rest of my life without hearing oh, cumbersome. Yeah. Yep. But it's just whatever. It is what it is. You we know, did it those... for a while. I hate that song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and the thing about it is, is I don't anymore because we haven't played it for a while yeah uh for me that song is kryptonite by three doors down oh yeah i remember you saying that. and that's one for uh, me where it's just like dude this song i'd listen to this song and really was, yeah but and i i don't know what it is uh, do you think it has something to do with like playing these songs over and over and over again in a live fashion just kind of burns you out on them Cause, oh yeah because you oh, remember yeah. like back in the day it was like i'm gonna have this song as my ringtone on my phone it's gonna be yeah. so cool yeah and then like three weeks later you're just like i'm never listening to this that's song this again song. yeah, yeah. Every time my mom goes, I go crazy, you know. We, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there is, but then there's, there's songs that we've done for years in this band that, like, like Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Like, oh, yeah. I love that song yep. still to this day. Maybe more than I did before we started playing it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, there's those. Honestly, the songs I enjoy covering the most are, are like weird covers of songs, you know, or, or those are probably my favorites. Um, I I don't know. Like we just started and I don't even know if you know the song, but Fade Into You by Mazzy Star. No, I don't think so. So if you heard it, you'd know it. it it's right. a very 90s song and it was uh, sung by a female vocalist and uh, her band and and uh it's, it's a very slow and pretty song, and it kind of, there's really nothing. I really do nothing the whole time. I mean, <laughs> in fact, I sit out the f- whole first verse when we play it live, but Greg sings it, and and then we kind of build it up and bring it back down, and then build it up and then bring it back down, and then just blow it out. And I don't know why. I I don't know if the people who come and watch us feel the same as we do when we play it, but, like, I love playing that song. Um then there's ones like we've been doing uh, Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. Okay. So actually, that was 
we the first time we played it was in humble and it was so we could that was the song my wife wanted to walk down the aisle to when we got, we got married in las vegas mm-hmm. and so we played it live and we just recorded it live and then she walked down to and is levi singing it and stuff and that one was one I didn't think we'd still be playing, but it goes over really well, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I'm on a tangent about single songs now, I guess. But. <laughs> well, that's one thing about your band is, like, if there's if there's anything from, like, 1990 to about 2010 that you enjoyed listening to, it's not off limits for your band. And, I mean, I've yep. heard you guys pull out 80s songs. Yep. Or, like, you've done covers of 80s songs in an updated fashion yeah, that, that, yeah. Is, that is like uh, more modern or whatever, or even pulled like modern covers of 80s songs yep. and then revamped them into your stuff. So um, I don't know, like on the last podcast, if people didn't listen to it, I was always trying to say, like if you're from like 24 to about 45 or 50, uh, yep. you're going to go to a Riddled show and find about half the songs you really enjoy. You yeah, know? and that's, that's kind of what we're going for. I mean, we very rarely have... We've gone places where I don't know if they loved us. Um, we played one particular place where they just kept screaming country at us like after every song we played. And we're like, yeah, we're not really that band. And most of the time people will laugh or we'll crack jokes at them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then Greg that night, I think, just had enough. So after the every song, he started playing like the intro to Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. <laughs> and I was, I was sort of surprised we made it out of there alive that night. <laughs> but those those are trying shows though like i've definitely been booked on shows with and i've played in a lot of different styles of bands but i've i've been booked on shows where it's like wow what we're playing does not fit in with what everyone else is playing and uh people talk about that yeah <laughs> people pretty much just uh turn away and don't care or they give you they start heckling you so much where it's just like Dude, if you don't like this, like I'd love to say go home, but this isn't my establishment, so I'm going to remain professional and just continue to drown up here while nobody cares, you know? <laughs> there's there's one we got coming up where I'm kind of I don't really know um how it how it happened that we're on that bill, mm-hmm. but cuz we are very different than and and I won't talk about what place it is, I guess, but we are very different from the two bands that are going to follow us that day. Yeah. Um but but sometimes those shows are are nice because it's like well everyone can go to these and it's like let's say you got a group of ten people and it's like well and I'm just gonna throw out a for for instance like let's say you're playing with a country band and it's like well half the people like country and half the people don't well guess what we got something for both of you yeah you know yeah. so well and I mean I Riddle's done country songs before it's been years and I I think as we sort of really found what direction we were gonna go that's when that stuff fell off and it's not knocking and you know we talked about even doing you know country stuff and it's not knocking that at all like country's king in this area i mean it really is because i mean if you want to talk about a genre and i mean country can mean so many different things i mean you know like yeah because you got i mean it's bluegrass country like it's right there there you could play bluegrass to a country crowd and nobody's gonna say anything yeah. you know like i always said like bluegrass was like metal with clean amps played in like a country fashion yeah <laughs> like yeah. that's like literally that's what it kind, is yeah that it's funny that you say that but yeah and i mean so yeah you gotta have there's a lot of bands that do a little little bit of everything and we just kind of started focusing and we do i mean but we do a little bit of everything in our genre range Mm -hmm. you know which is alternative 
punk, pop punk, whatever you want to call it, and stuff like that. But we still, like donkey days, we had a nice young lady that just kept coming up to the front and asking us if we could play a Shania Twain song. And finally I was like, what, what part of everything else we've done tonight made you think that Shania Twain was next? Yeah. You know, but yeah. And then I mean, she requested Nickelback and I was like, all right, you might've got us there. We, you know, we probably, we don't do it, but, but that's something you yep, could do. Yeah. Pull off. Oh you know? yeah. I, I can play like three different notes. One, two, three, four. <laughs> that's Nickelback <laughs> on bass. There. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's another tough one is like taking requests. Like that's something playing with Jesse that he pretty much was just like, dude, if you drop money in the, in the tip jar, I'll try and play anything you want. Sure. I don't care what genre it is. And, I think that's super cool. And he's, I mean. he started doing that. And, uh, it's fun. Cause sometimes it's, sometimes it doesn't go over as well as others because, <laughs> sure. because sure. it's just like, well, I've heard this song like on the radio and stuff. Let me, let me get on the internet real quick all right, I think I can go for this. And then he just like pulls the lyrics up and goes to town. And I'm like, all right, I'm following you. Let's yeah. see where this goes. And sometimes, like I said, they're awesome. Sometimes they're not as awesome. But more often than not, if somebody requests a song and you give it like a 7 out of a 10, instead of like a 10 out of a 10, kind sure. of nail it or whatever, people are still just like, dude, that hauled ass or whatever. Yeah. Because they don't really know or whatever. Or it, you can just be like, well, that's my interpretation on it. Sure. And, you know. Well, and it's an endearing quality of a musician, you know, that to just be able to wing that um i i played a few shows with a guy named chad mcdermott with levi he, him and levi play together and they kind of do that when they play together and yeah we'll try it you know and yeah. it, it, it's neat i mean i think it's harder when you got four or five guys on a stage you know to oh, yeah less, to do something like that but, better yeah but it also takes a special kind of person because if someone came up to me and they were like play this you know chet adkins song or play this toby keith song or whatever it'd be like i don't know and yeah i've never even heard that song yeah. you know but that's the best part about jesse is he listens to like every type of music so sure. it's like play this rap song and he's just like all right yeah we can do it just play these chords but i'm like all right i'll i'll, I'll play them and i'll see what you do with this right, and it's right like on. before you know it, we're playing you know three six nine by little john the east side boys or something yeah. and then yeah. throw it on the set list all of a sudden you know yeah stuff like that happens too where it's just like he'll bookmark stuff where he's like that it worked. Let's do it, you know? And that's happened, I don't know how many times. Like, we we used to do a 4th of July show, did it a couple times over in, uh, at a private party over by Eagle Grove. And we'd play for four hours, and then they'd ask us to play longer. And, and usually the monetary amount made it hard to, to get what. And we were all having a great time, you know? Mm -hmm. Hell with it. Let's go. We'll just wing this last hour, you mm -hmm. know? And then like shit that wasn't that bad we should probably learn how to actually play that and mm -hmm. like throw it on the set list you know and, yep. or noodling around in practice and hey uh what do you you know you think we can tighten that up and play it next weekend you know and yeah so <laughs> i i love that part about playing music though too because i never thought i'd be playing like as many genres as i'm playing now you know i never thought i'd be enjoying playing those genres as much as i do because if you asked me 10 years ago it's like metal and punk that's yeah. it that's it and now i'm like most of my shows are with like jesse who plays predominantly country i wouldn't sure. pigeonhole him only as that and then it's like clint Riedel, who's you know mostly a, a folk artist yeah. i wouldn't predominantly say he's only folk but like no but it's still like it's so weird where it's just like i play more folk and country than anything else and it's not something i would have ever seen myself playing but i have so much fun playing along with them after I mean, a while i think it's just music though you know i mean i still do a lot of uh I, 
so my wife gets up like at the ass crack of dawn to go to work every day. And so like a lot of nights we come home and we eat dinner and then we'll start watching TV and she'll fall asleep on the couch. And I realize that she gets up at like 4.45 in the freaking morning or something. Yeah. So like I'm going to let her sleep. I go downstairs and I got a little practice amp hooked into my computer Mm -hmm. and uh, and like a Zoom little bass pedal that's mainly there for a tuner, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and headphones. And I'll just be... Like, if I'm learning stuff that I think we're going to start doing and riddled or whatever, I'll work on them a little bit. And then next thing I know, I'm playing along to a Toby Keith song or yeah, something, yep. you know? And it's just like, you know what? I never tried playing that song before. Let's do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I've I found myself down some really weird rabbit holes doing that <laughs> stuff before. But, <laughs> but, like, you know, after a while, it's all just playing, you know? And, and, and I mean, sure, you know, like, if you're going to... Sometimes, like, maybe your gear's not set up to do this kind of... You know, you're not going to get the exact sound you need out of that or whatever. But I, I think as long as your fingers are on a fretboard, you know, and, and you're moving around, you're doing good for yourself, you know? Like, yeah. and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I think it's cool that you're out doing that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And, just, and it's maybe not... Like, if, if Pete was going to start a band, it might not be a country music band you yeah. know or something but yeah after a while it's just playing you yeah, know and that's true that's true i mean that's you bring up a really good point there i mean that's another cool part about being with such talented musicians in the band like sure. you are with your band it's like these they could play any genre oh yeah you know any jake of does. any of them could jake's got a jazz band with vino yeah, and yeah. gabriel alves who's an insane musician yep, you know and yep yeah i mean yeah they, it's I mean, I don't really see Riddle turning into like a, a jazz band by any means, but yeah. you know, like it is, and those different genres and stuff—they're going to challenge you, and they're ultimately going to make you better, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like another—it's like, all right, you got this—you know—set of metric sockets, you know, and they're quarter inch, and but maybe you need a standard set of half inch sockets, you know, and yep. it, it's just another tool in your bag, mm-hmm. you know, and. And yeah, look at you go, Mister Analogy Man. That's usually Holy my shit. thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been throwing out the last oh. handful of podcasts. Wait, what happened? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of you guys being a talented band, and uh, I, I'm, I've pulled up your Facebook page. Anybody watching the video, uh, you can you can barely see it, but it's over there. Sure. Uh, you have three shows on the docket as of now, um, except for that uh, that Lakeview show was last weekend. And yep. It was amazing, by the way. You guys yep. should have went. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, you, you have two shows on your uh, Facebook page as of the day everyone's listening to this, and more more to be added as far yep. as I know, right? Yep. We are. Uh, I think uh, our next one is going to be in Battle Creek, Iowa, um, where it's an afternoon show for their Fourth of July. Um, that one's the fifteenth, actually. I don't. It, I had the whole series when I added it. Oh, okay. I so gotcha. July third, we're in Battle Creek. Um, afternoon show for the fire department over there. Oh, I mean, obviously, it's like a town thing for them. Um, then, then it's July tenth. We're in Odebolt, Iowa, at the the bowling alley oh, in cool. Odebolt, Iowa. And then uh, July fifteenth in Ankeny for their summer concert series there. Yep. 
at the Banchell Park. Uh, yeah, and you also got the uh, Reforge show coming up too. Yep, that one. That one we get another chance to play. With. Jeremy was uh, kind to ask us to join him on that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that one we get to play with Brutal again. So almost calling it the Riddled and Brutal tour or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but brutally riddled. Tour. Yeah, brutal, brutal with class. Bru- the, brutal with class. Yeah. I like it. Riddled with Republic. R- r- riddled with brutal. <laughs> yeah. Riddled with brutality. So that one, though, I mean, the, what what Jeremy and, and Caleb and, and, and Vino have put together there is is awesome. What they're doing for the community. And it's wildly ambitious for a group of three musicians to do what they're doing yeah. you know and then not only to do it but to not pin their name on it you yeah. know i mean they they actually i mean i think they even like sort of call the band a different name to do these things you know mm-hmm. like and then the scholarships don't have their names on them at all you know i mean they picked people from the community who who you know would specialized in these areas that they give the scholarships out and and did it in honor of them and it, it's incredibly selfless and uh and yeah ambitious you know that that's a lot of work goes into something like that you know and yeah oh, and God. i commend yeah. those guys and and jeremy and and everybody involved in that um ron that owns the brewery there that i mean to to let them throw a show there, you know, and in in this and and everybody involved, and we're we're more than thrilled to be involved into that. So, yeah, let me pull this up. Um, Do do boop boop. I'm pulling up the event for that. That is uh, July 30th, actually. Yep. Um, I already forgot the date. It's in my it's on my phone, but my phone's uh, on the other side of the room right now. So, yeah, that's gonna be a heck of a show. Uh, River Hops Brewing for Dodge. Um, I, th- I think, I mean, don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure, like, it's just a fundraiser event, but I'm pretty sure, like, all the money they make there uh, for the fundraiser just goes straight to those scholarships to fund the scholarships. I, yeah, but And, and yep. from what I understand, they if they make anything extra, they just tack it on to next year's scholarships, yep. you know? And so. I know they're planning on kind of expanding it for next year, too, you know? Oh, my gosh, I mean, yeah. It, 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 those guys... Sh- uh, should be patted on the back for what they're doing there. And, Absolutely, and we're we're grateful to be involved and and yeah, I I, I think it's going to be a pretty kick ass night too. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it probably won't suck. You yeah, know, <laughs> very much not. You get the Nick Earhart kind of probably won't suck guarantee. You know, so <laughs> so I'm assuming you guys are going to flip flop it though. Uh, the uh, absolutely Br- brutal is going to play the headline on that one. Yeah, yep. I mean and. I Jeremy, when when we did Donkey Days, you know, I I very much I wanted them after us, and I think everybody in our band did. And he said, "Well, you guys' covers for the for the setting is probably going to be the reason that you're later, you know." And and I think at this one, that's why too we would be earlier. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. and it's their gig, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that's one thing that there's been a lot of talk and riddled about. Going forward, you know, we would like to at some point start working on some of our own music. And mm-hmm. and that's a big step for us because, like, the covers of – and, yeah, we're a cover band, but we're not – you're not going to come see us and hear Leonard Skinner and ACDC and, you know, ZZ Top all night. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a lot of bands that have done that for 25 years, and they're going to be way better at it than us. So yeah. we, we wanted to find our own thing. and But, I mean, I think 
it's very much, I think all of the members of the band at some point feel strongly that we want to do something of our own. You know, I'm not saying we're going to stray away from the covers altogether because we we're not. But yeah, I mean, I definitely have heard it's been something you guys rumored um, around a little bit here and there. I know that covid kind of put a damper on you guys yep. getting together to write stuff but yep. that was always one of the the kind of goals for i mean you guys are all musicians and you guys all you know every musician wants to write music i mean i've i've written music and i i just keep it in the back burner it's like well eventually maybe someday this will come out in a certain fashion when sure. it, the timing's right or whatever but this could be that outlet that you guys all need sure. as far as musicians and i i mean i've I've played with people that we did our own music, you know, and and actually early on, Riddled had a couple of original songs that just weren't really as good as we'd like the stuff to come that that's coming from us. And I think that's going to be the other side of it is we're all going to be incredibly critical of ourselves, you know, and yeah. stuff, and that's going to make it more difficult. But I, I think eventually you're going to hear some original riddled with class stuff at some point so i also felt that was kind of crazy as like bands morph and change it's tough to bring songs that were written by somebody else along with after sure. that, that person oh, yeah. is no longer with the band because it's like do i have to give permission to do this or i don't want to yeah. i don't want to rub them the wrong way and pull their song with and act like we wrote it and people are gonna be like you guys wrote that and it's like well no sure. actually it was the you know the other guitarist that wrote it or something you know like so you know yeah you don't want to do stuff the like old, that. The uh, old, what was it, the Gin Blossoms, they had, like their two biggest hits were written by a guy that kicked out like the day they released their first album or some oh, gosh. Poor shit. But yeah, no, I mean, it's funny you'd say that. And like, so when we were playing Donkey Days, uh, uh, Jeremy, like, you know, in between songs, he'd be like, yeah, this, we're from Fort Dodge and we wrote this song about Fort Dodge. And he'd give like, little intro to all these songs that he'd all these cool songs that he'd written himself and so when we went up like greg and levi were trading back and forth and we do covers and he's like mm -hmm. we wrote this song about you know playing street dances in renwick iowa and i i don't know that wasn't it was funny to me like just the, <laughs> so yeah but i mean eventually i think you'll see some of that and i'll probably I'll probably have less to do with that than anyone else in my band because they're incredible musicians, and I go don't, 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 you know, like and yeah, but <laughs> oh, I, one of my favorite jokes, and I almost don't want to say it because it's funny. So you have to now, nah, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. You have to come watch us live if if you want to hear one of my fun jokes about stage banter and writing your own music because I feel like that's something a lot of people do is find their best way to stage banter while they're up there you know and I, do you you have a microphone up there yeah right? yep. you do some background vocals I do some na 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 that's about it really I, I yeah a little bit here and there I got that auto tune pedal thing oh yeah yeah, yeah I got one too I, my favorite I part about that was if you go to a place and there's like another sound person there running sound, they almost always turn their nose. They're gonna hate you. Yeah, but yeah, I, I <laughs> like I very rarely. I think Mark ran sound for us, and I used it one time. And he like comes and plugs in my microphone, and I like look. He looks away, and I shoved it in the thing and clicked yep. that in. But yeah, I've been at a venue once where I, I plugged it into to use it at a for a specific show, and the sound guy walks up to plug it in, and I was like, oh, plug it into the pedal down there, and he looks at it, and he goes. I'm not plugging it into that. And that's like what he told me. And I was just like, no, 
all right, I guess just plug it in the mic and unplug it then. Whatever, you know. Well, shit. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that that was honestly, like, that was what kind of turned me off from using it anymore. I was like, well, I guess it's time to get better at singing. But I'll be honest with you. I don't even know how much I really, I don't even really know where it's set most of the time anymore and stuff. I I do very little singing in this band. And and I I think for the listening pleasure of everyone else, I'll probably keep it that way. But uh, (laughs) I... Well, let's hear a little doo-wop music yeah, here on the yep, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, you got some shows coming yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> we'll transfer this back around. You got some shows coming up, Riddle with Class. If you guys are looking for any of that stuff, you're on Facebook. The links are down below. Otherwise, you can just go to Facebook and type in at Riddled with Class. Boom, you'll be there. Yep. I got a little feedback. Yeah, coming. I was going to say I heard it, too. There we go. All right. I think it's just coming through the headphones, thankfully. But, uh, but yeah, so you guys have uh, the Riddle with Class uh, Facebook page. That's where everything's going to be. Or it's RWC, Riddle with Class. Uh, you'll find it. Otherwise, the link is in the description. It's easy to find right there. Sure. You got a you got an Instagram page as well. Um, yeah, I tried to be a little more active with that. I've kind of I forget. Um, we have a website, but don't go to that. I haven't done anything <laughs> with that for a long time. But. Uh, all right. Well, I'll put the links down below to everything I can sc- scrounge up. The Facebook sure. page is going to be the big place to find all the stuff. Uh, you guys also do have a Twitter account, but that's another one where yeah, no, nope, no nope. bands and Twitter for some reason just it just kind of hate Twitter. I'm not going to lie. I kind of hate it. Of, like, all, of all the social medias, it was the one I enjoyed the most. Really? And, really? And uh, I feel like more people should use it and more people don't. And it kind of sucks because I don't yeah. want to talk to strangers on the internet. Yeah. So. yeah. No. And, and I see like, yeah, it bans on it, I suppose. It's kind of like, uh, I, I, that's how I knew I, today though, that's how I knew I wanted to uh, make sure I went to lunch and I listened to your uh, podcast with Kayla, or most of it, I couldn't get it all in over lunch, you know. But mm-hmm. that's uh, that's your your Twitter. Let, it, it uh, we follow you on Twitter, I guess. Oh you know? yeah, yep. And it's like boom, and I was like, oh shoot, it's Kayla, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the Twitter notifications, which are like oddly hard to shut off. Of oh your my phone. god, and some of them, why. like some people, just like blow it up. Um, oh uh, yeah. And I'm I'm not gonna name. But there's a country singer that I kind of like, um, and he's kind of a different kind of country. Holy crap, I get his tweets ringing through all the time, and it, <laughs> it's always like political stuff. I'm like, I hate you now. I don't know. Yeah. But- uh, and social media is such a weird thing, too, because some people can get away with that, and some people, like, it's like, oh, I, I'm abandoned. I got a Facebook page, but like, we almost never talk about music or the shows we have coming up or share anything. But like the only thing they post is like, what's your favorite pizza topping? And they have like 80 comments yeah, on it, yeah, and like yeah. 22 shares. And it's like, how does this happen? I'm playing a show for charity and it's for kids to do this. And it's like, and then another band's like, we, I like pickles. Like, yeah, what's check, your favorite kind of pickle? Yeah, check see. out this Facebook group on pickles, or whatever, yeah. you know. And then everyone's just and like, 148 likes, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> and I've I've stopped. I guess like early on in the band stuff, I put a lot of stock in event responses, and and you know we've all seen that meme like friends who said they'd come to your show, friends who actually showed up, you know, and it's yep. like three people, yep. you know. And nowadays it's just. I put it on there so that people know what, what we're doing, you know, and, and come, come hang out. If you're in the area, come hang out. You're going to have a good time, you know? And, you know, that's one reason I'm glad bands do that stuff is because 
I've I've been in bands that don't make the pages, and it's like tough to be like, oh, we played here last night. Like I didn't know, and it's yeah. like yeah, so and so we we never made an event, for, and it's like. It's also nice because every time I like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do it as soon as you leave. I see there's a couple events you guys are playing that I haven't clicked interested on. So, I always click interested, and then well, like, and it lets you know where your friends are. Yeah, you know, and that that's the thing. I I need to be better at that too because when we're not playing, that's what we enjoy doing is going and watching music. And so I'm scrambling through Facebook. And I'm like, <laughs> where, where's Jeremy at tonight? You know what what's going on? Where's Jesse? You know where's yep. Where's this and that? And if I just, like, when I saw it, like, clicked interested, it let me know what's going on, you yeah. know? Or, like, you go look and somebody was playing outside. Oh, shit, it's canceled, you know? And, yep. like, if you're interested, it'll let you know, you yep. know? And and that's, yeah, I should be better about that, too, really. Because it, it's almost like, a, you know, it's just a bookmark for you, you yeah. know, on it and stuff. And, and I debated making a calendar for it and putting it online or whatever. Sure. But, like, the Audible Farm group that I created has, like, a calendar capability within it. But you have to be on a laptop to view it. So, so like, nobody ever gets to see it. That, there was that music store up in Algona. Was it? Stringwinders? Uh, Stringwinders. They yep. used to do a local event calendar for, like, local bands, actually, for yeah. a long time. And... They put so much work into it, and, and and yeah, I mean it's it's hard to keep track of everybody, especially this summer. Yeah, where I mean we're not as busy as we have been. You know, just this year we're kind of so we the the riddled family is growing like wildfire. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Levi's about to be a dad again. You know, Greg just became a dad, and so we're we're trying to be you know a little slower getting going on this stuff just because people have major life events going yeah, exactly. on, you know, and stuff. But, but I mean, everybody, it's, it's been like wildfire, you know? And, and I mean, some of it's just pent up demand, I think, you know, very much so. Yeah. Pe I mean, I mean, like we were talking about it before the podcast, I'm, I'm turning down gigs with people cause I'm playing in, you know, I'm playing with three finger Betty and I'm playing with Jesse Wilson and on the off chance Clint can't sure. get, find people to join him, I'd, I'd buddy sure. up with him and play shows with him. I even had another person randomly hit me up and say, hey, I'm free on this day. And it's like, you're, you know, I'm booked. I didn't tell him you're the fourth person to ask me to play on that day. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm already booked and I can't. I'm sorry. But, you know. Well, and I think a lot of that, you know, the singer-songwriter, um, one or two-man gig thing, that that's wildly popular yep. right now. And, I mean... And I'm not hating on it. I 100% understand why, mm -hmm. you know. And I mean, it, it's it's I I don't know. It's 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 two guys, and you can play anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can play in a tiny bar, or you can play great big outside gig. You know, where like fitting all four of the riddled guys somewhere, and then I'm gonna bring four thousand watts worth of shit. You yeah. Know? It's, <laughs> Yeah, I will have to say it's nice not carrying around a 100-watt head and a 4x12 cab. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, even I'm thinking about, like, what's what's a way I can make this smaller if I had to? Sure. I'm always thinking about that now where it's just like, I wouldn't mind. Uh, the older you get, like, yeah, the big rigs are still awesome. Amazing. But they also suck, you uh, know? <laughs> like yeah, I hate dragging them around. Like, if I had a... If my practice pad was in a place that was ground level, I don't think I'd hate it as much. But, no. oh, my God, I hate dragging it up and down steps. <laughs> Did you ever play the Afterlife in Algona? Uh, I've I 
I know you were there a ton, but I played on a show there, but I didn't have to drag any gear there. Holy shit. Those I, steps were just murder. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say the guy's name, but there was a guy who we played with a few times and I had like a hundred pound PV black widow 115 combo amp like this huge thing mm-hmm. and the damn thing it, it weighed 90 to 100 pounds oh yeah and this dude would always just brag and be like man you're struggling with that i'll carry that up them steps like it's nothing and then he would have like, yeah good job hercules you know like <laughs> thank you for that appreciate but, it appreciate it <laughs> yeah there's nothing worse than like uh wickedly upstairs or downstairs gigs oh, especially goodness. like most of the venues it's just like well you've got a hallway that's three and a half foot wide yeah with a railing and uh good luck dragging your shit up there yeah. sideways yeah like just straight down yep. too and <laughs> oh my and uh, yeah i don't even know if i could do that anymore actually i mean i'm not i'm not old but i'm not 25 and I, no. i'm starting to re i picked a box up off a you know i have a shelf out in the thing that had like a bunch of base parts in it and the thing probably weighs 35 pounds my shoulder hurt for three weeks. <laughs> I am breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, I guess we could, like, kind of sure, yeah. crush it on down here. It's getting a little bit late at night, and I'm sure yeah. you got stuff going on. But if anybody's looking for stuff, the Facebook page is where to look for it. It'll be the first link down below. So check that out, Riddle with Class Facebook page. Tons of events coming up this summer. Um, possibly more coming in the books, yep. depending on uh, whether or not they can fit it in their busy life schedules. But well, and it, you know, this uh, later this summer and everything. If you just reach out to us via Facebook, um, you're you're probably going to talk to me, and we'll see if we can't make something happen. Too. All right, so. so that's the generic booking link for anybody yeah. too, as well. So hit them up on Facebook and see what you can do. I mean, uh, God, if I if I owned a bar, I'd bring you in. Like, I, that, that's, I appreciate that's that. how much I enjoy your guys's tune, you know. But we have a fun show. We have a really fun show. You really do. You bring you bring good sound, good lights, and a good set of songs that can almost everybody at the bar could enjoy. Yep. Like I said, at least half your set. So I appreciate. Yeah, that. definitely. Uh, I appreciate you sitting down talking with me, man. Anytime, man. Yeah. I think was this the fourth time now, or is it? Yeah, fourth, fifth, something like I that. Think it's the fourth. You yep. were you were one of the first people to do video with me too. So was I? Yeah. yeah. Sorry to all of you who watch that on video that I'm not <laughs> better looking. <laughs> uh, God, I can't remember. We were talking about like uh, what were we talking about earlier today? Something about like gaining weight or something. And I like I like you know just postured up and was just like yeah. I, I forgot yeah. that there's been video of this all the time. That's uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, for as many people watching, uh, appreciate you watching. But uh, yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. I'll see yep. you. I'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> oh, baby, another good guy of the music scene in my area. Interviewed two in a, two in a row. That's pretty awesome. There's a lot of good guys in the music scene, but uh, you know, I think everyone will agree that Nick Earhart uh, is just one of the best. You know, he's always smiling, always having a good time. I don't know if you could tell in this episode, but we had plenty of laughs going in this episode as well. So, uh, you know, hats off to all the good guys out there and good gals too. There's a lot of good gals out there making music. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I've been trying to schedule a couple podcasts with a few of them here, so maybe we'll get a couple of those good gals of music in a couple of these upcoming episodes. I, uh, you know, the more I listen to music and go to jam nights and go to shows, even if it's music that I don't necessarily would say would be my favorite, I'm still blown away by the talent that some people have, and uh, it's pretty humbling. It's pretty humbling. Uh, I mentioned it in a couple episodes here not too long ago that I used to think that I was like the best musician and I was like just absolutely horrible and now I'm starting to finally come to my own 
with this music thing and kind of get my own style and direction that I like to go in. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun to see that, you know, that it's like, well, I'm, I'm getting there, but there's so many talented people out there. It's, it's humbling. It really, really is. And I'm only scratching the surface with this podcast. So if you guys know some talented people, send them my way. I would love to sit down and talk with them. I've got a bunch of people that are on the docket for people I need to sit down and talk with. I just need to get the time, schedule them out, and get it all done so that way you guys can enjoy our conversations. And I have to say thank you guys for sitting down and listening to these podcasts week after week. And if this is the first one you've listened to, go back and find some more episodes. You might know some of those people. And even if you don't, you'll probably end up enjoying the conversation. So uh, I just got to say thanks to everybody for sitting down and listening to this. And thanks to Nick for sitting down and talking with me this week. I had a good time sitting down talking with him. I don't get to talk to him as much as I used to, but he's a busy man. So uh, shout out, Nick. If you guys are looking for uh, ways to support the podcast, uh, it's as simple as liking the Facebook page or following us on Instagram or subscribing on YouTube. The YouTube subscribe one is is a big one. I, I want to get as many subscribers as I can on YouTube. Obviously, it's not going to be easy to hit that 1,000 mark that everybody kind of pines after, but I hope we do. You know, I'm, I'm willing to make a deal with everybody here. If I can get 300 subscribers, I'll release the first 20 Patreon episodes for free. I'll just put them up there. If we can hit 300, I think we're at 222. 223 somewhere in there and uh yeah if we can hit 300 you know that's that's i'll just release the first i'll release the first 20 episodes on the patreon page that's that's about half a year's worth of patreon for free i'll just release it out to everybody so if you want check it out that's that's going to be the way i'll release those bad boys and i'll maybe if we hit 300 i'll make a deal with you next time to when we hit 400 so uh if that's if you want to support non-monetarily those are the best ways just like subscribe and share if you're looking to uh, support monetarily, hit up the Audible Farm shop. It's starting to run low on things, but I'm, I'm getting some new merch in. I'm going to fill that baby back up with some new merch. And, uh, you know, I gave everyone crap for, you know, wanting all these hoodies. And then all of a sudden it was like 60 degrees out the other day and it was like 40 degrees at nighttime. So I guess I should have had some hoodies, but uh, that's my fault. I uh, got a new shirt design. I'm working on getting that one, you know, ordered up and sent out. So we'll see if that'll end up coming through here in the next few weeks. Like I said, I, uh, I'm just trying to be patient with my graphic designer on that one. So hats off to him for doing all the work for that. I know he's a busy man as well. He does this in his free time. So uh, I just got to say thanks once again for everybody you know, listening. If you want to watch the episodes, you can do that monetarily on the Patreon page. It's $1 a month. That's $12 a year. Uh, that's like two cups of coffee. It's not really that much. But if, if you don't want to pay the money, you can listen to it for free. It's free everywhere. It's always going to be free. You just won't get to see our smiling, happy faces while we're talking about music. And if you don't want to pay for it and you don't want to watch us, that's, that's fine too. You don't have to. Uh, like I said, it's going to be free audio versions uh, on Facebook, or excuse me, on YouTube and every podcast platform you can find, including Spotify. So if everybody has Spotify, find us on there. And uh, yeah, just leave us a comment somewhere. Let us know you're listening to the episode. Let us know you liked it. You know, what was your favorite part about it? Something like that. That's a nice way to kind of let me know people are out there actually listening. So... Hats off to everybody out there for listening. Uh, man, I just love I love sitting down talking with musicians about music stuff. Even if it's just about gear or something like that. It's still, it's still tons of fun to me. So thank you guys for listening week in and week out. I really appreciate you guys. I'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.